0: from the cyber hub bunker and studio you're tuning in to the cyber hub podcast and now for your host and CISO, james azar good morning security gang and welcome to another episode of the cyber hub podcast happy monday june 5th 2023 we've got a packed show this morning i hope everyone had a good relaxing and amazing weekend good morning to everyone tuning in live on facebook linkedin youtube twitter and twitch and everyone listening on your favorite podcast listening platform please make sure to give us a five star rating subscribe share and comment below what coffee are y'all having on a monday morning do you have a special like monday drink that's different from tuesday wednesday thursday or friday i do like my monday espresso is typically stronger and i've kind of got it like a monday morning tradition i do a bunch of different shots right before we get on the show. And as I get ready for the show in the morning, because it takes a few hours to put this program together. And so whatever your routine is, please put it in the comments. Join me for a coffee cup cheers, y'all. And let's get the show going. We've got some massive news around the zero day vulnerability that's affecting progress software's move it FTP product. That's being exploited to uh, hack into organizations and steal data. The warning came on May 31st that the MoveIt Transfer Managed uh, uh, File Transfer MFT is affected by a critical SQL injection vulnerability that can be exploited by an unauthenticated attacker to access the MoveIt Transfer database. The database engine that's being used, whether it be MySQL, Microsoft SQL Server, or Azure SQL, an attacker may be able to infer information about the structure or contents of the database in addition executing SQL statements that alter or delete database elements nsv identifier is in the process of being assigned to the vulnerability progress advisory is confusing since it states that the company is working on patches but it also lists updated versions that should fix the security hole patches should be included in version 2021.0.6 2021.1.4 2022.0.4 2022.1.5 and 2023.0.1 the cloud version of the product appears to be impacted as well The company's advisory is a bit confusing as well, and we've said that before, but it gets even worse. They don't clearly state the vulnerabilities being exploited in the wild. It does tell customers that patching is extremely important, but there's a whole bunch of news around it, including Microsoft coming out and essentially attributing the active exploitation of the flaw to Lace Tempest exploitation is often followed by deployment of a web shell with data exfiltration capabilities the microsoft Threat intel team said in a series of tweets cve 2023 34362 which is the cve assigned to it allows attackers to authenticate as any user lace template also called storm 09 or 50 is a ransomware affiliate that overlaps with groups such as fin 11 ta 505 and evil core it's also known to operate the clop extortion site the threat actor also, has also a track record of exploiting different zero-day flaws to siphon data and extort victims with the group recently observed weaponizing a severe bug in the paper-cut servers. The SQL injection vulnerability in the MoveIt transfer enables unauthenticated remote attackers to gain access. There's at least 3,000 exposed hosts utilizing the MoveIt transfer service, according to data from uh, Census Google-owned Mandiant, which is tracking the activity under moniker UNC-4857, has labeled the web shell Lemmer Lemmer Loot, said it identified broad tactical connections with Fin 11. Sys has added this vulnerability to its Kev catalog, recommending that all agencies uh, apply the patch no later than June 23rd. So, this is a significant, significant um, zero day here, for, folks, for, for, for a few reasons. One, they can manipulate your database. Number two, if you're <laughs> Using FTP, which is very old protocol, yet these companies are trying to kind of reinvent it, has shown to constantly be a threat. An SQL injection is something basic that should have been done by a pen test. So you all know I don't typically criticize victims. However, you've got to wonder when was the last time you've done a bunt- pen test? What was the scope of that pen test? Do you even have red teamers? And how are you deploying software? Software here matters. The way they deploy the software matters. I'm curious. Another story that's really kind of fell by the wayside is this ransomware attack that's being investigated against CasePoint. CasePoint provides organizations with a platform to post legal documents for litigation, investigation, and compliance. It's predominantly used by the uh, court's Defender Services Office. For the SEC, the Department of Defense, the Department of Veteran Affairs, the USDA, Marriott, and more, Black Cat Ransomer Group added Case Point to its list of victims this week, sharing several sensitive documents allegedly related to the FBI and claims to have access to the company's network. Uh, Casepoint's vice president of marketing initially told Recorded Future that there was no validation that a breach occurred. They haven't heard anything from the cyber group for ransom. We've not yet seen any unusual activity on our networks that would suggest out of the ordinary data movement off of our systems, they're working with the FBI. The SEC, DOD, and other government clients are on a different network than our commercial clients. You would hope so. In a follow-up statement, a spokesperson for the company said that they've activated IR protocols on Tuesday and hired a forensics firm to help investigate the allegation. The firm is serving as an extra set of eyes on the remediation work we've already performed to date. So, are you remediating a ransomware attack or a data breach that happened? Because you wouldn't need to remediate anything if nothing happened. Communication, incident response plans, not answering a request unless you know what's going on. Very, very important. They've remediated the company's fully operational. They've not experienced any disruption. Uh, why would you? Why would these threat actors disrupt you if they have all of this data? Uh, especially if they're not, because they can sell this data and this data is much more valuable by using SEC compliance data to short stocks before it could becomes publicly available, they'll make a whole lot more money than ransomware with a lot less heat. So, if you see a bunch of bets now uh, on the stock market shorting a bunch of stocks, relate this could be related to Case Point. I mean, that's what the 2014 JP Morgan chase hack was all about. They hacked the database of all the traders, they pretended to be chased to all of those traders, they ran bump and dump schemes before on 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 behest of essentially chase given financial advice um and and the alleged total you know kind of crimes there is around the 2 billion dollars so do you want to relaunch a ransomware attack for 30 million or 5 million and not get paid because you know you're not going to get paid right or do you take this data you say you got them you make them kind of rush through it and meanwhile you're shorting stock and and making a ton of money legally in the stock market without having to launder it through a crypto. Just an interesting point of view there. Magento, WooCommerce, uh, WordPress, and Shopify are all coming under a MagCart style web skimmer campaigns that's designed to steal PII and credit card data from these e-commerce sites. This is after cybersecurity researchers unearthed this new attack. A noteworthy aspect that sets it apart from other campaigns is that the hijack sites further serve as makeshift C2 servers using the cover to facilitate the distribution of malicious code without the knowledge of the victim site. Akamai said it identified victims of varying sizes in North America, Latin America, and Europe, potentially putting the PII of thousands of site visitors at risk of being harvested and sold for illicit profits. Attackers employ a number of evasion techniques during the campaign, including obfuscating base 64 and masking the attack to resemble popular third-party services such as Google analytics or Google tag manager. The idea is to breach vulnerable legitimate sites, use them to host web skimmer code, thereby leveraging the good reputation and genuine domains to their advantage. In some cases, the attacks have been underway for nearly a month rather than using an attacker's own C2 server to host malicious code, which may be flagged as a malicious domain. They're actually using legitimate sites such as small and uh, medium-sized retail websites to stash their code within it In some cases websites have not been subjected to data theft but also unwittingly served as a vehicle for spreading the malware to other susceptible websites this is impacting magenta woocommerce wordpress and shopify the campaign also adopts other methods other methods to avoid detection this includes camouflaging the skimmer uh, code as third-party services like Google Tag Manager or Facebook Pixel to conceal its true extension. So one way to mitigate that, by the way, if you've got any of these sites, they're under your purview, is just go and update your Google Tag Manager or Facebook Pixel, delete them off your existing site, and put the new ones in. If there's more than one, then you realize it's there. And if your data isn't up to date on either your Google Tag Manager or Facebook Pixel, that could also be the case there. The obfuscated skimmer code, which comes in two different variants, is equipped to intercept and exfiltrate PII and credit card data. Um, So that's another story. Last week, we reported that Gigabyte um, had a significant uh, zero-day vulnerability within their chipsets and some insider threat. We don't know how that got there. Now, they've released a BIOS update meant to remove the backdoor feature that was recently found. The issue, which which was disclosed last week by Eclipseum, is... That the firmware of more than 270 gigabyte motherboards drops a Windows binary that's executed at boot boot, boot up, sorry, to fetch and execute payloads from gigabyte servers. When it first made its uh, uh, findings public, it was unclear whether the backdoor was the result of malicious insider, a compromise of gigabyte servers, or a supply chain attack. Gigabyte announced the release of a new BIOS update to address the vulnerability. Gigabyte engineers have already mitigated potential risks and uploaded the Intel 700-600 and AMD 500-400 series beta BIOS to the official website after conducting thorough testing and validation of the new BIOS. I wonder what thorough is. I wonder how long that is because this is like five days later. So curious to see um, what that process was like. There are release notes. You want to make sure you get these patched. Um, That's going to be significant as well. Um, So there we have it there. Russia uh, cybersecurity from Kaspersky says some iPhones on its network were hacked using an iOS vulnerability that installed malware via an iMessage zero click exploit. The delivery of the message exploits a vulnerability that leads to code execution without requiring any user interaction leading to the download of additional malicious from the attacker server. Subsequently, the message and attachments are wiped from the device at the same time. The payload stays behind running with root privilege to connect information. Kaspersky says the campaign started in 2019 and reports the attacks are still ongoing. It named the campaign Operation Triangulation as in inviting anyone with more information about it to share it. And now uh, it's impossible to analyze iOS from the device because Spursky uses a mobile verification tool to create a file system backup of the infected iPhone to recover information about the attack process and the malware function. Analysis revealed that the first signs of infection happened in 2019 with the most recent iOS version that was infected by the malicious tool set is 15.7. Um, The exploit is sent via an iMessage triggers an unknown vulnerability in iOS to perform code execution, fetching subsequent stages from the attacker servers, including privilege escalation exploits. Uh, The security firm has provided a list of 15 domains associated with the malicious activity, uh, which security admins can use to check historical DNS logs for possible signs of exploitation on their device. Russia is accusing the NSA of these attacks, obviously. Um, So Interesting that Russia is now pointing the finger at malicious U.S. activity. Just saying, very interesting. The NSA and FBI are now saying that Kaminsky uh, attackers pose as journalists to steal intel. Kaminsky, for those who don't know, is a North Korean group uh, also known as APT43. They've been impersonating journalists and academics for a spearfish campaign to collect intel from think tanks, research centers, academic institutions, and various media organizations. The joint advisor comes from the FBI, the NSA, alongside South Korea's National Intelligence Service, North, um, the National Police Agency, and Ministry of Foreign Affairs. They know that Kamiski is part of North Korea's Reconnaissance General Bureau. Um, so some targeted entities may discount the threat uh, posed by these social engineering campaigns either because they don't perceive their research or communication as sensitive in nature or because they're not aware of how these efforts fuel the regime's broader cyber espionage efforts. That's folks, is the definition of cybersecurity. Why would anyone ever wanna target me? Nothing I'm doing is that important. It's not like I'm building the next satellite or missile or nuclear system or whatever the case may be. Little do you know that these little crumbs lead to a bigger piece of the puzzle. And while you may have a small piece in the puzzle, you can have a big impact on everything else around you. And that's why this is significant. And that's why training within your company, training your people to recognize when they're being spearfished, not only just clicking a link, but when they're being spearfished is just as that important. Literally that important. Go check it out. All right, that's it for our show this morning. We'll be back tomorrow with a whole lot more. Thank you all for tuning in. Make sure to subscribe. Thanks for all your comments. I see them, read them, love them. Thank you all. All right. We'll be back tomorrow at 9 a.m. right here, 9 a.m. Eastern, right here, live on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. And catch us on your favorite podcast listening platform. Till then, have a great rest of your day. And most importantly, y'all, stay cyber safe. We love feedback, so make sure to connect with us on social media and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform.